everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and if you're brand new to this show, the show's all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So on today's episode, we brought on none other than Jana Amari, who is a cosplayer and Twitch streamer, and we talked a lot about cosplay, her Twitch streaming career, and a little bit more stuff from there. Um, so before we get into the interview, uh, let's get some announcements out of the way. If you want to help support the show, the sh you can help support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash magic with Zuby on and you can find me on Twitter at magic with Zuby on Instagram at magic underscore with underscore Zuby and on TikTok at MTG Zuby and you can email me with any questions you may have at MTG Zuby at gmail.com and you can find the podcast on iTunes Google Play Stitcher TuneIn Radio and Spotify and YouTube and anywhere other any other uh, areas where you get your podcasts and um uh, we're also sponsored by cardsphere.com, the best place to buy, sell, and trade your magic singles and sealed product. And I don't think I have really anything else to announce. So as of this recording here, a rec recording on May 15th, and I know this will be out later in the first week of June, but we did miss the five-year anniversary of Magic with Zuby here, so I am working on trying to plan a stream in June, probably sometime in June, to do something. What it is exactly, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. So hopefully to see you there, because the five-year anniversary was back in February, but, you know, my house flood and life just getting all crazy, and so we'll go from there. So anyways... Without further ado, help me welcome Jana Omari to the show. So, hey everybody, it's Zuby here, and I've got with me Jana Amari from... Uh, Twitch and Twitter and um, cosplay extraordinaire and streamer. Uh, thank you for coming on. How are you doing this evening? No worries. Thank you for having me so much, Zuby. I'm doing great. Just enjoying the summer weather. Oh, is it actually getting to be like summer weather where you're at? Yeah. So I'm from Vancouver. So, you know, usually eight to nine months out of the year, it's always raining. So it's nice to see the sun and enjoy it. Um, you know, everyone seems to be getting vaccinated. So just, oh, that's good. Yeah, it's nice to go outside and enjoy the sun without having to worry um, as much as before last year, for sure. So oh, yeah. it's been great. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Are you um going to be planning on traveling anytime soon now that things are slowly getting back to normal? Oh, I hope so. I mean, uh, I'm from Canada, so the restrictions are a little bit tighter compared oh, yeah, to the States. True. But yeah. it seems like, um, you know, things are looking up, but like everyone will be pretty much qualified to get the vaccine next month. So I keep saying, you know, on my streams, like once I once once we're allowed to go, I'm just going to do it. I feel like that's one thing that I kind of like took for granted before. Yeah. COVID and now I'm just so itching to to travel to whatever magic convention there is, like no matter what it is. So hopefully that can happen soon. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. So I looked at your Instagram and um you've been a cosplayer for a long time now, a while. And um what sort of got you into all that? 
because a lot of your cosplays, I mean, a, a lot of them that I saw on your Instagram were non-magic, but they were like really good too. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, so I started my content creation journey through cosplay. I've always really liked video games growing up. I thought it was cool. Actually, what's really funny is that when I was young, I, I didn't even know what cosplay was, but you know, we're always trying to dress up like, as our favorite nerd character, but I didn't even know what it was. Like I'm always making, I was always crafty making stuff. So when um, cosplay got really, really popular, and I, I would say 2012, 2013, with things yeah. like Reddit, I just saw somebody. They had this like amazing World of Warcraft armor, and I'm just like, oh my god, that looks so cool. <laughs> and then I'm just like, oh how, how did they make that? And then. Um, and then I just researched it, and then I was hooked ever since. I was like, yeah, I think maybe I can make some <laughs> So that's how I started. Just, oh, that's uh, awesome. Just tried. I, I mean, cosplay as a whole has just evolved like crazy because I can remember going back to cons back in 2008, 2009, and people would still dress up back then, but nothing like you see nowadays. It's, it's like so many people would just have to I mean, there's still a lot of people like yourself that have to craft everything they do. Right. But but now it's I, I see it's as easy as going on some website and just ordering the costume you want and being able to cosplay that way. And, and I'm not downplaying people who do yeah. that. But but like 10 years ago, that wasn't possible at all. It's it's no, insane. I mean, I think it's great. You know, people always ask me, like, oh, how do you get started? And I'm just like, oh. You could just order whatever character you want now. <laughs> and it's great, too, because it's just like, oh, I think cosplayers, if you don't know the hobby, a lot of cosplayers sort of work last minute. And it's just like oh, always yeah. like the the meme where it's just like, oh, you think you're ready, but then you're like crafting something at the hotel like five minutes before the convention starts. So it's great to, to sometimes, you know, if you don't have much time, just order something and you still look great in photos and uh, it takes a lot less stress. And um, yeah, like even I would say, yeah, even five years ago, that wasn't so much of an option. But now it's just so like quality and uh, it won't like oh fall gosh. apart at the convention. It's so insane. I think it's awesome that there's a way where like you can craft, but also like have these awesome cosplays where you could just buy. So I think it's a really good time right now. Oh, the dedication too. like I had a Zabricus on late last year and she, I can't remember what cosplay it was, but she told me she was getting ready to go to convention and literally her makeup and everything took three hours to get ready. I'm like, holy crap, that's, I couldn't do that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always, I always like um, compare cosplay to like going to a wedding for cosplayers that it's just like, mm -hmm. oh, like you've, you've prepared for it like for a year. <laughs> and I just like, oh, you put so much passion into it. And just like, oh, yeah. oh, to the last details, you know, you're even like documenting the the progress of like you even getting ready at the hotel. So like, I always feel like it's a wedding because you know, when you, when you step out it. of the convention and the, like everyone's excited about your character, it's, it's the same. Uh, feeling of like being like oh this is so awesome so i don't know i I, I like that thought i never thought of it like that it's um the, the, <laughs> there's the, so much planning you know oh like, my gosh yeah like i remember um i had i think one of the first cosplayers i had on the show this was years ago uh air bubbles ariel yeah. and um just 
the, the thing that always boggles my mind, right, and I think I've asked this to every single cosplayer I've had on the show, is when you look at a character, right, like like just using your uh, Professor Onyx one you just did, right, right Liliana, you, you look at it and just see, like, the dress and, you know, all the little accessories and all that stuff, you know, it blows my mind. Like, how do you figure out, like, how to make that stuff or, like, where to find the material or you, things like that, you know, like, because you look at the art of it and you're just like, yeah, you got to, if you want it to be good, you got to make everything on that art right there. Right. Yeah. So, um, I find that maybe, you know, a lot of your listeners play magic. So I want to try to make a lot of magic references. If you're competitive in magic, it's just like, Oh, the first time you're competitive in magic, you feel like so overwhelmed, but then over time, it's just like, Oh, um, you know, you get asked by a, a new person, like, oh, how do you play like this really complicated deck? Like, how how would you know that and stuff like that? And I, I always say it's just, um, you know, leveling up over time without even knowing it. It's just like you work on different projects and then you learn and then and then eventually like magic, you don't even know how to play like you, you get handed a deck, but it's just like you've played a different sort of different deck in the past that it's easier to pilot like a mm-hmm. new deck. So that's how I, I look at cosplay like um for Professor Onyx that that jacket neck thing that she had. I've never made something like that, but I've used a lot of different techniques in the past to like kind of piece things together. But I failed a lot. Like I, I don't think I've shared this, but that that neck piece thing took me like five tries to do. Oh really? What what was what was complicated about it? I just wasn't shaped right. I mean, it's it, it was me. First of all, like just the shape of it is just like if you think about it. I don't know why character designers always do this, but it's just like something that wouldn't really occur in real life. Like if <laughs> Professor Onyx is real, she probably wouldn't really be able to like raise her hands all the way. So oh like, yeah, I guess like, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, blocking like, your get, arms get, right like, here. Locked. And then also like the way in the art, the neck piece is just—it's as if it, it's like glued to her neck. Like fabric <laughs> yeah. doesn't really work that way. So it's just like oh messing up and being like oh trying to do it so accurate but then like you have to incorporate physics of reality and it's just like oh like really getting it to the way i want it to be shaped it's just like small things like that where it's just like oh man i wish character designers like were like calling designers because then they wouldn't understand like more realistic (laughs) so um yeah, anyways, that's kind of how it is in cosplay. It's just like leveling up and then um, making a lot of mistakes, it. just like uh, playing magic. Oh, yeah. You know, speaking of magic, um, by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be sometime in June. But I, I did want to bring up some of your thoughts on this whole pro play thing. Because it's like the, the announcement was what, Thursday, I think it was? or Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, so it was on Thursday. Um, okay, so I'm a little bit different because I entered Magic. I've only been playing Magic for two years, and I actually only started playing uh, Magic through Arena. Ever since then, you know, I've been streaming it. I've been uh, involved. I, I've participated in a lot of online tournaments and got some results, and a lot of my friends are professional and things like that. But um, in my opinion, um, I mean, people could beg to differ, but I think Watsi, um delivered the announcement really well like comparatively to before i think like making announcement and then um 
like an article and then a stream over top was just something over up and beyond what they needed to do. <laughs> like um, um, saying that yeah. the pro league was going to be over kind of affected only the people that were in the pro league. So mm -hmm. I felt that like um, they had already told them the information a night before. So it was like a heads up. It's not like they were surprised with the announcement or they they were hearing it for the first time as everybody. And, and, yeah. And it's not like they were let go the next day too. Cause, cause they yeah. still have to finish out their contract. Exactly. And so, um, and, and, um, you know, I've been watching other pros like, uh, Martin Musa and even he said that was a really nice thing to do. So I think that, um, compared to before, I was really, really surprised how, um, how they communicated so well. I think that there's a lot of unclarity and a lot of people upset, even me, because like they had not given plans to like, oh, well, what happens next kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, after, you know, kind of sitting back on it for a couple days and then just like looking at the reality of things, well, it's hard to make plans when we're still kind of in the middle of the pandemic. So um, like, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen in 20. 23 so it's just like if they had made all this plans for it just to like not occur i think people would be really upset because it's just like um you know people they've had a history in the past of like you know taking things back kind of thing so i kind of appreciated it i'm also a optimistic person i think that eventually they'll have a plan for it i don't even know if they know what the plan is but i don't think like a competitive magic will really like die i think that oh, they just no. made it really really clear that it's just like oh it's it's just not sustainable to um like pay the pros or like have people um live off this profession um it never was to know, begin with. i mean exactly and uh, one thing that um i even talked about on my stream is that like i find that sometimes magic players they just they don't play other video games or like involved in other esports or professional scenes and this stuff is just so common in other yeah. esports scenes like even really really big ones like league of legends like the pros get paid mostly off sponsorships or like their organization and streaming and things like that so it's and there's rarely any games like um i think overwatch was a game that they um had salaried their players but like look where it is now like no one really talks about it anymore and it's it wasn't it's just not as hype and they even they yeah. had their own issues so i think that it's it's not unique to just magic for having such a failed or quote-unquote failed system it's just really really hard to um make an esport successful you know yeah so, um, yeah and, and and it's just the general it's the reality of a card game too right because let, let's be honest it's you know you and i were entrenched in magic but yes. to the common person they're not going to have any idea what's going on um and it's just and it's really not that exciting to watch if you know i mean yeah um ex exactly i think that it's a lot harder to even watch too if you're not like really entrenched like you said in the professional or like competitive scene so um which is funny because i saw people they were saying like oh you know they could have done this and did that but it's just like when it was really really hard to miss for me like um they were advertising a lot in the clients like making a lot of mm -hmm. articles and stuff like that even youtube videos like 
I remember when uh, MTG Worlds, like before COVID uh, happened, they had like these YouTube videos of like the professional players playing and like had little interviews and stuff like that. And they did this whole press thing in Hawaii and they had like, yeah, I remember, I remember that. And then in the clients, like the world's players could have, you could, you could play like their decks and like have their icons and arena and stuff like that. And still it's just like, Oh, they did a lot at the end of the day. Like they they tried. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, people still didn't want. Still people didn't care. (laughs) I mean, um, it's really really hard i mean like i don't want to minimize you know it it really does suck for the pros because they've been playing a lot and i want to be respectful um you know someone that's just been in the scene for only a couple years like but at the same time i feel like this is me also thoughts of a, a person just coming in new to mtg and just seeing it from the outside like being like oh like it was kind of destined to fail, but like it was already kind of like oh failing in a sense. If you want to live off of just magic or magic earnings, yeah, yeah. So to me, um, it was just not really a surprise. Yeah. So and, it, and to like it, it's hard for me to also talk really poorly about Watsi because I have a really good relationship with them. Yeah. Um, not even in the sense that like oh being sponsored and stuff like that. Like I don't want to say that it's just like oh. The only reason why I'm not <laughs> talking no, no, I, I, I know because what you of mean. it, it's more of like oh, um, even before I was being sponsored, like I just looked at the game, like I'm like, oh, this is so fun and stuff like that, and I didn't really have like anger towards the company. Like I, I like the Secret Layer products, even though I personally like buy them. So I don't have this kind of like uh, negative outlook of Watsy in the first place. No, so I, I know what really you mean. It's really hard for me to uh, comment negatively or, like, see things that aren't positive, so. No, I, I know what you mean. And, like, Watsy is just like every other company. They're not perfect. Yeah, they, exactly. They, they, they make mistakes. And, you know, it's... The, as far as the whole pro play goes, I think it needed to happen. I And the, the thing that I feel like people don't understand is competitive play itself is not going anywhere right it's it's still happening we're gonna eventually get magic fest and gps back and whatever version of what are they called now set championships or mythic tours i don't know yeah, what, whatever, whatever they're called <laughs> whatever yeah. they're called we're still gonna have worlds you know but it's just you're not gonna be able to attain that pro status like like be, before the mpl it was you can become like bronze silver gold pro or whatever yeah, it was the, the pro yeah, yeah the old pro structure i think yeah. that a lot of people are also frustrated that like watsi had changed a lot of things and i think that's yeah. pretty frustrating as well like um not just having a like a solid plan so hopefully in the future i mean like they have more of a solid plan but I, i'm kind of excited like um to see what what they have um and uh i think that to me i commend them for putting an axe on it instead of doubling down and being like, no, we could really make this MPL thing work. Like yeah. they were just like, no, it's not working. <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> so I think that to me, that's really commendable because like I've seen other esports games, um, just kind of, you know, have these sunken costs of trying to keep something alive. That's not working. So I think that for Watsi to do that was really, um, a good thing. So, yeah, I mean, um, they basically admitted it failed, and they're gonna do something new. And 
you know, it, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm of the school of thought where, you know, there's still going to be competitive play. There's still going to be competitive players. They're just not going to have a pro structure. And if it ever gets to a point where there's quote unquote pros and magic, it's going to be like most other probably esports where they'll have sponsorships to be able to help them pay for that lifestyle and all that. And yeah. And I think to, to like, uh, to add a different note, I think a lot of people, a lot of the mixed reactions was because, um, pro means differently to a lot of different people like for example pro magic to someone is like oh i am living professionally off my earnings and stuff whereas like oh for some people it's just like a pro magic player someone that's really really good at magic and it doesn't matter if they uh, make a living off of it so i think that obviously people who yeah. were using professional um or sorry uh or tournament winnings and living off as that kind of professional magic player, like it does really suck. And I don't know what I should say for it to know that. But I think that people who saw being a pro magic player as just being really good, like have something really positive to look forward to. Um, the, 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 the one I believe what a pro magic player is, is the second one. So to me, the announcement wasn't really that bad, but I can see someone like yeah. that really, really wanted to aspire to live off of magic that way, really upset about like, that it's just not going to happen anymore. And I think that they made that really clear that they were no longer going to sustain these kinds of lifestyles. So I can see why the other side of that verbiage can be really upset. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think in the end it's, it's going to be better for magic. It's gonna, I don't know. I, I'm just not that worried about it. And, and pl this is coming from someone who used to play, try to get into the competitive scene and all that like years mm -hmm. ago. And, um, it's, I feel like it's going to be just fine. Like yeah. th there, there's still going to be your spiky grinders that want to try to win out prize money and stuff like that. And they're not going anywhere. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like, to me, my goals at, for Magic is a little bit different. Like, I am really focused on streaming it. One of the um, things that I was a little bit worried about is that if there's no MPL or, like, this sort of, like, pro scene, if it's going to t affect Twitch viewership, um, that's sort of where most of my concerns are. And um, we'll see. I really hope it doesn't. I mean, uh, to me... Obviously, it's not going to happen overnight. So if we see any changes, it'll be over the year or so. And like they've already said that there wasn't going to really be anything for a whole year. I really hope that um, people stick around to watch it. And if not, then maybe, you know, it's like for me to try to see if I can stream another game. So yeah, um, yeah to me, it's the my sort of stake in it. So I just hope it just does not affect Twitch viewership. So. Oh, I mean, well, you you know, if if arena doesn't work out, there's always commander too. Yeah, um, although the one thing is that it's it's really hard on Twitch because um, Twitch yeah. is very very hyper focused on competitive. So um, oh, I know across yeah. all other games, not just the Twitch. So the viewership is a little bit lower for casual formats, unfortunately. Um, so I hope that it doesn't. I, I find myself a very competitive player. Like I always say on my streams, it's more focused on um, competitive things like that. So um, I hope that my sort of niche doesn't isn't affected. But I yeah, I mean, there's it, always other games yeah. and other things to do. Yeah. Like um, yeah, I could just focus on cosplaying for. for uh, 
Yeah. Like on the other hand, there's other ways it can create content. Yeah, no, for sure. So. And you, you know, you being in the magic content career, especially streaming, you've sort of had a really good rise in the past couple of years. And, um, you, you know, one of the things that I remember, I can't remember when you exactly said it, but it really sort of spoke to me was you talked about how you had a full-time job and then plus you do this as well. And it, it just really, I, I don't want to say surprised me, but more just gave me a lot of respect for you because it's, you know, admittedly it, it's not easy because it's, I enjoy podcasting way more than streaming. Like I've tried to get into the streaming yeah. thing, but it's, I, I enjoy it maybe every once in a while. Right. But th- right. th- this is what I'm more comfortable with, but it, it's streaming. It's like, that's how tough is that? Because just from what I see, right. You know, um, I, I, I work at home right now. I've been working at home for almost two years, but I have to constantly talk and talk with people pretty much all day for what I do with my job. And then I can't imagine like being done with that, eat dinner, you know, do whatever, then come back and try to stream and just be sort of like on, right? For people yeah, like be entertaining. That's gotta be exhausting. First of all, I'm a psychopath, so. What, say that again? No, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I find, um, you know, I love my day job and I think it's really cool. Um, I find that content creation way more fulfilling, but like I can't fund my content creation if it wasn't for my day job. But um, one thing is that uh, it comes with a little bit of caveats and I think that I'm a different scenario um, compared to other people. For one, I work from home, so um, it's really easy for me to just, you know, um, the last hour of work sort of try to get ready for stream, things like that. So it saves a lot of time um, cutting out the commute. Um, Oh, yeah. Also, too, uh, I think that uh, I I do give this tip to other cosplayers. Like, if you can try to pay people to do certain stuff, like editing and just try to save time, that's always helpful. Um, A lot of people are just like, oh, how can I do all this stuff? And it's just like, oh, the answer is that sometimes I should do throw money at at the problem like i can't have a youtube channel and stream at the same time because it's just like okay well where am i going to find the time for editing so people are always surprised how i have like really pretty regular uploads on my youtube and it's just like oh the answers editors (laughs) and also like i don't stream full-time also i um stream like four to five hours a night i mean that's it's still a lot yeah it's still a lot um but um full-time streamers they stream way more than that they stream like eight hours a day every day and have like usually one so week break i only um i only try to stream five times a week but um yeah i mean it, it still is a lot like when i'm working on a cosplay sometimes i do cut stream so i just do what i can really but i find that to me stream is just so um i know people have sort of this persona of like turning on to entertain but to me it's more of like oh a place where i i hang out so that's kind of to me it's just like oh me being done work and then being like hang out at a bar is sort of like yeah that's my stream for me because like um i'm a pretty introverted person anyway so like um yeah that's kind of where i hang out with my friends like it's so corny to say but like to me that's how i keep saying like that's why i'm so 
motivated to stream is because like that's where I get my social interaction like in a day especially in Canada where every everything's locked down and I can't oh, just yeah, like travel yeah. to see my IRL friends so that's why I look forward to playing on stream because um I would probably go insane because I don't really have anyone to talk to outside. Yeah, it, it, what, what, what you're describing, so yeah, what you're describing is exactly how I feel about podcasting. Just the the one on one conversation, just talking about whatever the hell pops up. You know, it's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that it's pretty good too because like um, that's how pretty much I get motivated. Like to me, it doesn't seem like oh. I have to stream, you know, like if I don't stream, then like uh, my momentum will get lost and like my viewership will go down. It's more like, I don't even think about that. It's like, I want to stream because if I don't, then I'll go crazy because there's no one else to talk to. Yeah, no, I I, I, know, I know the feeling. Yeah. I know the feeling. So, so that's kind of what I do and how I can do it all because it's sort of part of um, like my lifestyle anyway. So nice. Nice. That's awesome. No, I, I, I like that. I like that thought. So it, it's pretty similar to then how I feel about podcasting. It makes sense. It's good. Just, just a different medium. Exactly. To me, it's just like, um, if you don't look at it as a grind, then it's always going to be something you want to do. And then you do it all the time and it, it's, it feels great. Um, yeah, that's how I feel about streaming and content creation. It's just awesome. like I'm very, very motivated to do it like intrinsically. So it's not like, I feel like it's work. Basically. Awesome. Awesome. Would you ever want to go full time with it? Um, it, it depends on my situation. Um, I think that since, you know, I, I have a lot of help, like, for example, editing and stuff like I, I can't really afford to right now. But I mean, it'd be it'd be so cool. I think that's like what everyone tries to attain as a content creator. Like, it'd be so cool to do it full time. So if it if the opportunity presents to me, that'd be awesome. But I'm like, you know, in no rush. And if it never happens, then I'm fine too, because it's just like, oh, the work I've done, like I, I can be really proud of and to be like, yeah, I did that in one point in my life. So that's yeah, awesome. that's how I feel. Awesome. <laughs> so I, I've got a cosplay question for you. Um, sure. With the D&D set coming up, are we going to see a Tiamat cosplay? Oh, I don't know. Uh, what's Tiamat? Oh God, I'm not. I'm a magic zoomer. I no, no, <laughs> no. That's okay. Tiamat was uh, the one card that was spoiled. It was the five headed dragon. Oh, the dragon, the dragon. Maybe not that one. I don't really like to do like future <laughs> cosplays. Um, I like to do like uh, uh, like more humanoid or like human. I'm waiting for you know the planeswalkers. Um, I, I can't have this plan too. Um, so what happens in Magic Twitch is that. Uh, the last couple months of a set or like maybe the last month of a set viewership goes down because like mm -hmm. a lot of people are just like also tired of watching yeah. the next stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I found that this was perfect. Uh, this is what I learned from Strixhaven is that like that's when that's the opportune time to work on cosplay, you know, because it's just yeah. like who cares about streaming like no one's going to want to show up anyway. So um, I can't wait. Like as soon as they release um uh planeswalker or like an awesome character i'm going to use that time to work on a new cosplay so maybe not tiamat but oh, definitely man. something for, for the new set <laughs> like i want to do that i want to start doing that to have a cosplay for sort of set 
sort of healthy for me instead of yeah. just kind of like twiddling my thumbs, like pretending I'm not like last month of the set trying to stream it. So I can't wait. Now, yeah, I'll be really curious as to who the Planeswalkers are going to be because it, it, this is the first time Wizards has ever done something like this where they put D&D into magic and all that. Be- I know. I can't wait. So much better than the boring core sets. I, so I hope they do. I, I kind of like core sets, though. It, it's, and I, I think it's just because I have such a fondness of them because just back when I was a kid, it was usually like the easiest sets to play back when I was younger and all that sure sure so you're more of like the mechanic like yeah. you like the mechanics to me i love sets because of like uh the uh just the feel and like the lore oh so, oh yeah oh yeah was super awesome so um the D that's gonna be super awesome oh i, like, can't I really wait. like the eldraine um when it comes to like the oh, i love the flavor and yeah the art and oh stuff man like that. so um to me like i don't find that's the same case with the core set so like i'm happy to see them gone but i understand like like the mechanically the core sets have always been good especially for limited yeah yeah that's why i like it because it's usually just a nice reprieve of it's a little bit more simple like it's back to more simpler times um and i i do like strixhaven i found i find it funny that now that strixhaven's out i love it Right. It's I can remember when Pixie and I, we did an episode of Magic for Normies when uh, Strixhaven, we, we were just talking about the Strixhaven schools and all and like we shit all over it. Like we were just like not excited about it. Like, oh, God, this seems so corny. The schools all seem like, you know, yeah, like, like high, high school clit, yeah. like, like really cringe. But but as it kept coming out more and more, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm loving this. Yeah, no, I mean, I still find, you know, the houses cringe and like even the sets cringe, but then it's kind of like this sort of feel where it's just like, oh, well, when I was in high school, I was kind of great. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's that uh, sort of, that's why I like it so much, like accepting like the corniness and the. Oh, yeah, the oh, yeah. Just like, oh my gosh, like the Warzov one, the Silver S- Quill. Silver Quill. Like, oh, I it's love it. So, it's so funny. And Prismari, too. Yeah, I don't know if you saw those uh, those YouTube sort of or like those video ad, the promotional. Oh, oh, the what the command had. zone did. Yeah, with yeah, like, they, uh, they were freaking doing, awesome. Okay, so, so when I watched that, I was like, oh, this is so awesome, but it was so cringe. It, yeah, it was, it was. Like, really cringe. So like, um, it's like, awesome because it's like I know those people. It was so much. <laughs> But it's just like, oh, the way that they delivered it, it's just like, oh, it's just so, the, the idea of like, oh, having this sort of like tribalism, it's so childish. And it's just to see like grown adults being like, yeah, like I'm in silver quill. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. It's just like, I loved it because it's just like, oh, that's a point of magic. It's supposed to be like, oh, you know, you can be any age and it, it makes you feel really young. And that that's why I really yeah. like silver quill and I, I can't wait like the D thing's gonna be the same like oh my god i'm so excited like D people like from the outside like normies always see us D players as being like oh god like the nerds you know so it's oh, just like man. i'm yeah. super excited to see like i want things to be corny and things things like that and i hope that they go in that direction because it's just like oh man we're not getting younger anytime soon Oh, I know the yeah. um. W- what's funny about um, like just the D and D set. So like my my D and D group that I have right now, I've got 
I, I've got a few magic players in there, but I've got a few like ju just hardcore D and D players that do not like magic at all. Right. That, that yeah. they, they feel like magic is the worst thing. And they're like so mad that wizards is making a, <laughs> a D and D magic set. And I'm like, but, but, but they had no problem with them bringing magic to D and D. Right. Yeah. You know, like the Ravnica and Theros books. They had no problem with right. that. But now it's like, oh, it's ruining D&D. &D. It's like, no, it's fucking awesome. It should have happened yeah. years ago. <laughs> I mean, um, the history of magic is that they wanted sort of like a card version of like what D&D &D yeah, was. It, like yeah, it, it was it was from what I remember. The story was they wanted to make a card game to play right before your D&D &D session. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just like, oh, man, why hasn't this happened before? And even there's just so many, like, D&D flavors, like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm playing my Owl's deck and stuff like a tribal deck, like, and things like that, or, like, magic and counterspells. So the fact that D&D players are mad is just sort of funny. It's just, it's just like, nerd-on-nerd -nerd warfare. <laughs> 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 right? I don't like to say it. Oh, it like, is. I, lo I love this stuff. I love, like, all this corny sort of like nerd culture is just like and oh, i yeah. love seeing people like argue about it it's just like oh you're you're literally just you're playing the stereotype and i love oh, yeah, oh, yeah. i got i gotta show you something so uh whoop, wrong camera so if you look over in my bookshelf there there's all my D, &D stuff right there awesome <laughs> awesome yeah no i can't i can't wait oh, they need oh. to release it. It, it it'll be soon right because the set releases sometime in, in july, july. So yeah i think we're, early we're, july we're gonna have spoilers like maybe mid june or something like that That's i hope so dope. oh i can't wait I, oh man it's that fast eh? like i feel like right? saving has just barely it, it does like, and then i i know pixie she is like so excited about the two Innistrad sets, like she's going crazy oh, about it. Of course, it. she loves the the vampires so, yeah, and Soren. like the Soren and oh man, I can't wait for that too. Oh me too, like, I love Innistrad. It's, it's like a vampire wedding. Oh man, like that'll be so cool for like a magic cosplay too. Like everyone's just gonna be vampires. It'll be awesome. So vampires and I and love werewolves. the fact that it's just like oh, like kind of like the, everyone says it's gonna be like the Twilight. Set. like that that's the stuff i love it's just like to to like it reminds you sort of that cringy stuff that you were into oh, when yeah. you were a kid so, yeah, it's, like it's great i can't see, see this is why it's just like oh man people like i see you know online twitter and stuff like that and people are so mad about the stuff and it's just like oh man it's hard for me to not like magic even if it wasn't sponsored or like streaming the game it's hard because um like they're just doing stuff that i like like product wise so yeah no yeah 100 percent. so um I, I i know i know you've got to get wow. going here soon but um yeah, I, no I, I i've got uh some questions that i want to ask um sure. just some random questions here that I've, I've i've started doing with the podcast um and it's just to sort of try to get to know you better a little bit more. Okay, um, let's see. All right, first one. What's the scariest animal? The scariest animal? Oh, man, this is so hard. I love animals. Like, uh, every a every animal is so cool. Like, and, and, I love it, snakes it, and stuff like that. It could be like, something tarantulas. in the sea, insects, you know, anything. It's so hard. Like, I don't find any animals scary. I or, think humans are more scary than animals. So I'd say humans. Yeah. Humans are animals, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, you're not wrong. Okay. Okay, so humans. Uh, all right, next one. Best sandwich. 
best sandwich. Oh no! I'm so mad at this game. I love food. <laughs> I can't. I just had a breakfast sandwich, like a good old breakfast sandwich, with like a biscuit, bread mm. with like the cheese, like fresh first thing in the morning with the hot eggs. That, that's Ooh, that does sound I had, good. I had one of those. That <laughs> sounds good. Sounds special. Okay. All right. What's your least favorite smell? My least favorite smell? Um, I think dog poop. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a dog at home. It's just like, oh, man. Um, you know, you just never, as a pet owner, you just never get used to your your pet smells, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, I, I know. That's, yeah. that's that's why my kitty litter boxes are in the garage and not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not in the like, house. It's just like, oh, man, you should be used to it. But every time nope. you know, I smell something, I'm just like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, e- yeah e- e- even if you get like the best litter that's supposed to cover up all the smells, you're like, nope, I smell it. <laughs> yes, so bad. All right, on, on the flip side, what's your favorite smell? My favorite smell, I think cotton candy. It's, Ooh, I, it's just, it brings up a lot of like memories as a kid, uh, going to the fair and like, um, yeah, I mean, not to be personal, <laughs> but it's, it's like, sibling as a single parent and like one yeah. of the greatest things that she did was just like um on a sunday uh, in the summer she would take us to the city fair and like we'd always get con candy and it's just like to this day like i still eat con candy even though i know like as you age your body like is so repulsed by that stuff yeah but even yeah. though i'm so repulsed i'm like still eating con candy because it's just like it reminds me of my childhood so much nice nice that's a good one i like it um next one you get one song to listen to for the rest of your life what is it god it's so hard i know is there anything is there anything but like a record that's just completely silent that someone just uh like as a joke because uh it's funny i i gotten this prompt before it's just like man you know the first few times it's awesome and then i feel oh, yeah. like the more and more you look at it, you'll just hate it so well, if there's a silent album out there that'd be great that's the one i would listen to well, well i i would choose something like maybe a classical piece that's like one to two hours long or something that way oh, you know it's not driving you completely crazy right well, maybe because then, uh, like, the more and more you listen to it, the more and more like you know certain parts of the song, and you're just like, oh, piano. <laughs> but but it's better than just like a two or three minute song, though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> of like a, of like some sort of like Katy Perry. Yeah. Right. Can, can you imagine that. hearing "Shake It Off" over and over and over and over again? Actually, oh, I'd, I'd fucking love it for like the first day or two. Oh my gosh! Yeah. No, it's so. Funny. Cause it's just like oh um i'm having this really weird nostalgia trip like at this moment where i'm always youtubing like 90s 80s videos and it's just like man that's so funny because back then i wanted to escape britney spears so much i was just like oh, i'm so tired of this person this and that but yeah. now i keep listening to britney spears it's all i listen to now oh my god that's funny. crazy it's I, i've done yeah. similar not exactly britney spears but other other groups like i hated growing up or whatever now i'm just yeah, like and, you're just, and then it's just like oh now you get older you're just like oh like oh god i hate this like this is so awesome like i wish my spirits were like at her pride right now but i remember as a kid just being so annoyed 
yeah. by her like being an edgy teenager like listening to like all the the rock bands and stuff and well well and and what makes me like her even more now as an adult is like knowing what she had to go through i mean no oh my gosh okay so that's the thing i'm so fascinated by her because it's just like the world is so um you know ingrained in social media oh yeah like i'm so fascinated because it's just like i don't even know like how she is alive like to right? me i feel like if i was in her shoes oh, i some sort of mental breakdown oh and like, she she had out. she she did <laughs> yeah know? i know and for that stuff to be publicized and like also the way and um, she was so media, demonized too yeah the media treated her and also like i remember as a kid even like me just saying i just remember saying horrible stuff to like my friends being like so crazy like she did this and it's just like because there was no social media back then for people to to you know discuss and be like Mm -hmm. sort of have this level head of like having opinions so and and then now too it's just like oh when celebrities when something happens to them they can like speak up instead of like having a, a certain narrative so i'm just so fascinated by uh like looking at stuff in the past i don't know there's just so much time to just freaking waste your time on this oh i know like i know it's <laughs> hell like oh, Britney spears analyzing media from 10 years ago versus right. now that's where right. i'm at uh, so <laughs> oh man um what's one thing you own that you should really throw out one thing that oh my gosh probably my old cosplays like i should just not they don't even fit me anymore like i have so many pictures of them like they're just so worn that like i can't even sell them but it's just like damn i just can't let it go i don't even look at them but i should just let them go they're in boxes but it's just like so so what i can't just chuck them out well what will it take you to chuck them out i don't know probably like uh moving to a different country or something like that oh. like being forced to because it's just like yeah. oh man i'm not gonna pay to like ship essentially trash to <laughs> no, but it's a, it's also nostalgia too I, yeah. yeah it's hard but, but that's what i was saying it's just like i don't even look at it so it's just like but it's there is it really nostalgia yeah. like it's just the thought of it now like of just having it but i should really throw them out i mean i live in vancouver so from, so like apartment space isn't very big so it's just taking up some space maybe oh, i should okay. do that this weekend do it do it <laughs> I, i'm, I'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna poke at you like when this episode airs yeah. and when people hear this like did you do it yet okay. <laughs> A magic thing to do right like magic player thing to do like how many people have like cards that they don't even look at that they should probably just like let go and be like oh no. like it'll flip like 10 years or five years from now. it'll be so much more expensive like i'll be able to sell this and just like no. i i, I used to, to throw it out. yeah i i used to be that way like i used to be such a hoarder with magic cards but you know living in the u.s and having shitty health care and all that stuff you're it, it's emergencies like that sort of forced my hand so yeah well i mean maybe that's it's good for everybody then. <laughs> but i but it's just so funny that it's just like oh no i, I know what you mean they have this like quarter aspect to them even if it's just not just right no, no i i know what you mean it's um 
yeah I, i've got a play set of gaia's cradles that i bought when they were like 100 bucks each 120 bucks each and all that and now they're so expensive now and it's like i know i could easily sell them but i'm just like but what if it goes up higher or <laughs> yeah and i'm just and then it's just like no you'll never need it you'll fit in like, well, what it? <laughs> There's so many. All right. Um, a few more questions here. What's something people seem to misunderstand about you? That, uh, I mean, I think a, a lot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that people... Uh, these are just, like, really negative things, too, I find. Sometimes, like, oh, when people think... Like, oh, I just do a lot of cosplay and then they'll be like, they'll come to my stream and like I've had people being like, oh, you're you're like not that bad at this game. I'm just like, uh. <laughs> just like such before. I mean, not as crazy as some people, but like it's something yeah. to be proud of for the short time I've been playing this game. Yeah, no, for or sure. Or just like um, just being on, on my stream, like Sometimes, like, my humor and stuff like that, like, people don't get it. I, li I like to have, like, the sometimes I have this character of just mm -hmm. being, like, oh, like, the, the stupid e-girl that just, like, doesn't know anything as a joke. And then some people, yeah. like, feel, like, think that I'm actually like that. Oh, which is, yeah. like, I just keep memeing and, like, trolling a lot. I feel like I do that on, uh, on my Twitter a lot, too. Like, I'll, I'll poke fun or just, like even like oh have that you know the generic like e-girl selfie and like so, yeah just having this like character of, of just like what i put up online i think that people sometimes misunderstand me for taking it like they think that's how, who i really am but i mean i feel like everyone sort of plays characters online, so yeah no, no, I, I, I know what you mean. No, I, I mean, a, a real good example of that is someone that we both know, Efren from Cardsphere. Friggin' yeah. biggest troll ever. Um, yeah, oh my gosh, so he's, funny. He's the worst. Literal so worst. Yeah. Funny, yeah. maybe. Maybe he's funny. No, no, I love no, Efren. I, I love gosh. Efren. I love There's so funny. I mean, it's, it's funny, too, because it's just like sometimes when my magic discourse uh happens we'll we'll have a conversation just like a, like dang like uh like i just enjoy the conversations we have but like yeah. he never like outwardly expresses that on social media so, no 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 i i know it. exactly what you mean like whenever there's some new discourse or whatever it's just jesus fuck, come on yeah but like uh yeah no he's a great guy oh yeah all right um Last couple questions here. What would you pick for your last meal? My last meal? Sushi? Ooh. <laughs> Japanese. What kind of sushi? So, uh, like just anything, really. Like, um, right now I'm having, like, a really great, like, salmon. Mm. I'm, like, a really plain eater. People, like, always make fun of me because, like, when I get a burger, I, like, it, I call it cardboard burgers. Like, I don't want... I just want basically meat, bread, cheese, like. Not even like ketchup or anything or mustard. I just like tomatoes. Mm. <laughs> ketchup. You can have like a little mustard, but I'm very like a plain person. It's just so funny. I'm 
seasoned meat, so I'm not totally like a bland. Yeah, but, no, you know, I, like, I know what you mean. Um, but but it, I'm very plain, so right now I'm just like, oh, salmon, sushi. So literally just rice, the seaweed, and salmon. And people are like, what? Your last meal? And I'm like, yeah. Hey, I mean, <laughs> if that's what you're into, that, that's fine. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, this prompt is, is just really like asking you, like, oh, who do you think is the coolest people in the world? I don't know. It doesn't have to be coolest people. It could be, you know, family members or just, I don't know, anybody. I mean, enough to, like, do that every day. Like, uh, my dog, uh, my partner, I guess I can't count as a third person, right? I, I think I'm pretty awesome, so... <laughs> M- maybe maybe a clone of Janna, you know? Wouldn't that be interesting, though, to have, like, a, a dinner with yourself, but, like, if you don't have shared thoughts? Like, uh, to just to find out more about yourself, or, like, how you would react seeing yourself as a clone? At least something. But I, it, it would be interesting, but it's like, yeah. what what about after dinner? Like, what happens after that? Do, does the clone exactly. just disappear? Or no, but like, oh, maybe if you have twenty four hours with your clone, like that would be kind of a cool. Experience. It would be cool, like, but also be... kind of sad at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. annoying. But yeah, I don't but... know. I've always thought that. Like, how would that turn out? So. Mm-hmm. I'd probably yeah. go tell my clone, go work for me today or something, please. I need the day. Yeah, well, because see, see, this prompt is interesting because yeah. uh, it shows you, it tells you about the other person in a way, like how they viewed view themselves. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, like, oh, I find that really annoying. It's just like, oh, well, you know, do you have like some insecurity? <laughs> oh. Kinds of problems. All right. And our last one. Sure. What what motivates you to get up in the morning? Uh, just being thirsty. <laughs> what kind of thirsty? Uh, just water? Now, yeah, just water. Like, <laughs> no, nah, I like. I really. Uh, I just. I just really love living. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having so much fun. Like, I feel that. Like, um, you know. I uh, just. COVID really taught me a lot about myself. I'm not sure if it's the same with other people, but like last year was really, really rough, but in a good way. Like being isolated made it made me learn a lot about myself. I feel like I've grown a lot since then, and and I'm just so excited now to be like, oh, um, you know, figuring out my problems from last year and just being really excited to just move forward with what I'm passionate about, where it's cosplay or, or streaming. So, yeah, that's kind of why what I'm motivated, you know, progressing myself as a person, like developing my relationships with my friends and family. That's awesome. But, you know, I'm always thirsty or hungry. So, you know, I'm doing so much sometimes I forget to eat. So it all just kind of packs up and just saves in the morning and then I wake up like you know like oh shoot I need to to drink pee and eat so that's what makes me to get up (laughs) just being just so like a sim and having all my levels down so (laughs) (laughs) that's great 
That's great. That that's one of the more honest answers. Yeah. That I've gotten. It's great. I love it. It's like yeah. Awesome. I, it's like I, I'm thirsty and I gotta pee. And that's why I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it. Well, you know, we do need to wrap things up here. Um, awesome. I, I would love to have you on again sometime because um, yeah, no worries. It's um, it, it, it's I, I feel like we could just keep going, but I know you got stuff you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to thank you again for coming on. Um, is there so by the time this episode comes out? Hold on, let me double check my calendar. Uh. uh all right so this episode should come out june 4th um so by the time that comes out is there anything you want to tease for anything maybe coming up after that or anything you want to plug i don't even know what's happening in the next week (laughs) so i just gotta say thank you so much to for having me on i really enjoyed this talk um if people want to find me you know i'm always streaming on twitch at twitch.tv slash jenna amari um i stream at around 7 p.m or 6 p.m pst kind of hard for um east coast folks so i do have a youtube channel on my box that's just youtube.com slash jenna amari and then i'm on twitter jenna chan if people want to see my cosplay so i'm sort of everywhere how you want to find me Awesome. So, but I don't know what's coming up. I'm always working on all this stuff. So maybe, maybe I'll say nothing, and that'll motivate people to come by. What I'm going on, you know. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on and just chat. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a good night. You too. Thank you guys. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it was a little bit shorter of an episode, but I really, really enjoyed Jana coming on. I want to have her on again because that was definitely an episode I could have kept going. I felt like we could have talked for way longer, like even past two hours. Uh, So she just seemed like a really down-to-earth, chill person and really easy to talk to. Thank you, Jana, for coming on. Really do appreciate it. had a great time with you on. And um, yeah, and I hope you listeners and viewers out there, you did watch it and listen, or I hope you did enjoy it. I mean, not that you watched it, you know, if you're at this part watching and listening, then yeah, you obviously listened to the whole thing. So uh, yeah, I hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you again, Jana, for coming on. And thank you, viewers and listeners, for watching and listening. I do appreciate every single one of you and hope you all have a great night. All right.